impact your life and change you forever. Once an impact happens, it changes the course, it changes the shape, it changes the form and the direction that you're going. When the Word of God has impact in your life, it will bring forth transformation. It will bring forth a total different life. So I want you to get impacted by God's word tonight, tonight, tonight. I, hey, I, what I want you to do tonight, I want you to share. Hit that share button because we're going to have a tremendous time. We're going to have a marvelous time because we're going to talk about it's not over. Did you hear me? I said it's, it's not over. It's not over until God says it's over. Hey, glory to God. So, listen, your family, your friends need to hear this. They need to hear a word in season. I believe that the word of God is going to impact their life tonight. There's somebody is struggling. There's someone uh, is, is in a place of uh, in the valley, and they need to be impacted. They need to be come alive. And tonight, the theme it's not over, will speak to their hearts and to their spirit. If you share because you care, share, share, care, because you care, 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 you're going to help somebody. You're going to help a friend or a family member. So I just want to make sure of that today. And let's open up in prayer. Let's get started because I believe the word of God's coming in strong today. So, Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy tonight. Seeking you, Lord, for the wisdom of God. I pray for your people. I pray, God, that you release supernatural power upon your people tonight. Father, have your way in their lives. God, release your word in their hearts. Release your revelation to their spirit. So tonight, Father... Let the word of God come alive to every person that listens and receives in Jesus' mighty, mighty, mighty name. Hallelujah. So what are we doing tonight? It's not over. Meaning. What does that mean? That means it's not over until the Lord says it's over. Many times when we seem to be over, meaning we're focusing on the problem. We're focusing on the mountain. We're focusing on that thing that's opposing us. The enemy of your soul is opposing you. And you have come into a conclusion that it's over. But the Lord has brought this man to you today to tell you that it's not over. And the voice of the Lord is saying, you need to believe one more time. You need to trust God one more time. I'm going to look at a story today that's going to help you, to encourage you to be able to see what God sees. I want to encourage those that are struggling, throwing in the towel, giving up. I want to tell you that it's not over. God wants you to be free because the Son of God has come to set the captives free. That means you and I. He has come to set us free. From the bonds and the weights of sin. He has come to set us free. Out of the prison of bondage. He has come to set us free. So we can be free in our mind and in our spirit. So we can live in a life of peace and hope. I don't care what you're facing. You can be facing debt. You can be facing issues in your family. Your marriage. Your relationships. I'm telling you tonight. God is saying it's not over. Maybe it's a physical problem in your body. Your body's not acting right. It's not over. Jesus is the great physician. So tonight, I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to get this in your spirit so you proclaim it, you decree it, and you walk in it. Hallelujah. You know, there's one thing when we go to church and you hear a man sits up there and preaches at you and lectures at you. But it has to change. You have to get a hold of the word of God for yourself. After this broadcast, after this episode, I pray in your spirit that you will come to the conclusion for yourself. Did you hear me? For yourself. And you will speak from your lips. It's not over. Glory to God. God has the last word. 
I pray, if you declare it, I already know I've done my job. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has done its ministry. So let's get in here and let's go for it. What I want to look at tonight is 2 Kings. I want you to look at a story. How it seems to be overwhelming. But the glory of God comes and delivers his people. So 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm going to read a portion of it and then expound on it and try to bring nuggets or revelation out of this. 2 Kings chapter 6, starting in verse 13, if you want to follow. Listen, it says, go and find out where he is. Now, let me get you up to speed on this story. The enemy of the children of Israel, this king, and this king, his name is Aram, A-R-A-M, Aram, king. This king wanted to seize Elisha because he heard that the children of Israel knew every step that they were taking. And the reason why they knew every step that they were taking because the prophet of God, the man of God was here from heaven and heard every conversation that this king was speaking Every time the king moved and spoke, God gave him what he was saying. Glory to God. And every move they make, the prophet of God, the man of God, gave it to the king of Israel. And the armies of God withstood the enemy. And they realized what's going on. Every move we make, the, the children of Israel, they come and defend it. What's going on? So they rose up and said, this prophet, Elijah, is hearing everything that you're saying. And then the king of Aram says, go and get him. Let's go and get him. So this, I'm just catching you up. And then he says, go and find out where he is. King of Aram says. And then the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elijah is in Dothan. So one night, so one night the king of Aram sent a great army which many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, what happened? One of the men of God of Elijah's uh, uh, people got up and listened what he says. There were the troops, horses and chariots everywhere. He says, oh, sir, what will we do? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elijah told him. For there are more on our side than theirs. Oh, come on now. I don't want you to miss this. Hey, catch it. He said there's more on our side than their side. Even though they were encamped around with chariots and soldiers all around them. Listen now. In the natural world, in the natural realm, he looked and they were surrounded by the enemy. Some of you are surrounded by the enemy now. Some of you are surrounded by that issue, that problem, that, that thing. It seems like it's overwhelming. Maybe it's that relationship. It seems like there's no way out. It seems like it's, it's, it's dead. It's not going anywhere. You're right on the edge of divorce. Maybe, maybe it's a financial situation. You're bankrupt. Don't have anything. Maybe it's a situation, maybe it's a ministry. Your ministry is crumbling before your eyes. Maybe it's your health. The doctor has given you a bad report. The enemy has surrounded you, has encamped around you. The report has come. In the natural, you see it. And just like the young man, he said that the enemy's all around you. But the man of God, glory to God, that's the reason why you got to get around men and women of God. Did you hear me? This is for those that stay away from church. There, there are those that stay away from the house of God. Shame on you. No wonder you're not giving, getting the victory. You're not around the house of God. You're not around the man of God. You're not around the women of God to encourage you, to give you the help that you need. Quit using those excuses. They're just hypocrites. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The church is a place where we get healed. There's no perfect people, but we are here to serve God. Quit using excuses, but cause in the, in the camp of God, 
God's going to encourage you. God's going to give you a word. Don't miss out. Every time you miss a time to be in the presence of God and his people, you miss his word. Amen. I know this is good preaching. Someone give me an offering. Hey, I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you right now, if you get around God's people, you get around God's leaders and generals, you would get a word in season. Did you hear me? I said you would get a word in season that in the time that you need it, it will lift you up. I want to get back to the story, but I want to make a point because I want this to become a reality to you. Because when you are in dire need, when you are struggling, when the mountain is so large before you, when you are in a place of struggle, you need to get around and be around the men and women of God. So now, this young man says, we are surrounded by the enemy. We're back in the story. Chariots, soldiers all around him. But Elijah, the spirit of God was in the man of God. And this is what he said. Now listen. Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Listen to this. Then Elijah prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. O oh Lord, we pray, open his eyes so he may see what you're doing. See, the problem is when you are about ready to say it's over, it means that you have your eyes on the things that are natural. You have your eyes on the things what the enemy is doing. You have your eyes on what the enemy is doing. You have the eyes on the enemy, and the enemy is overwhelming you. But the man of God has come. Uh, uh, the man of God is speaking to you uh, and telling you tonight, uh, don't look ju what just before you, but open your eyes uh, and see what the Lord is doing in the midst. This, what happened to Elijah, to the young man, he says, he prayed to the Lord. He said, open his eyes so he may see. Because Elijah already seen in the spirit, see in the spirit realm what was encamped around those enemies. It was chariots. It was the legion of angels was encamped around them. And that's the reason why he says it's more of us than what they have. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's why you got to walk in the spirit. That's the reason why you got to get around the things of God. That's the reason why you got to walk the spiritual. You got to quit playing games. Quit playing church and start living for Jesus. Start walking in the spirit of truth. Jesus has come to give us the promise. The promise was the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to die, to save us, to wash our sins, and then he went to the right hand of the Father, and then he left the Holy Spirit uh, to dwell inside of our temples, to lead and to guide and to empower us to be able to walk in the Spirit in this natural world. Uh, see the story that I'm taking out uh, of 2 Kings, uh, it applies to you and I tonight. It applies to you and I tonight. Some of you are in a desperate separate situation. And you're saying out of your lips, it's over. And God is saying tonight, it's not over. I have come to give you so your eyes can see what I'm doing. To open your ears to the spirit of God. Just as Elijah prayed for that young man, for his eyes to be open. I'm praying for you. For your eyes and ears to be open to the spiritual things, to hear and to see what the Lord is saying and doing right now. You, man of God, you woman of God, put your head up, and I want you to believe. I want you to open your eyes and see what the Lord is doing in the midst. Let me finish the paragraph. It says, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked, hey, when he looked, he saw that the hillside around Elijah 
was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Oh, glory to God. The kingdom of God is more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. Did you hear me? I don't think anybody, can I get an amen out there? Is anybody saying amen out there? I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is greater than the kingdom of darkness. That, what you're facing, is not greater than your God. It's not greater than what's in you. All things are possible through Christ Jesus. That is what our word or the Bible tells us or our manual or the Bible that instructs us tells us that the Lord is with us and greater is he, meaning the Holy Spirit, meaning Christ that's in us than he that's facing us. So you, for you to say it's over, it tells me that you have given up and that you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing on what the enemy and what the world is giving you. The Lord has come to you tonight to open your eyes so you may see. When Elijah prayed for the young man, something supernatural happened to him. No longer he, 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 he saw in the, in the natural, but he looked and see what was in the spiritual. He was able to see that the glory of God, that the chariots of fire was around them and that the angels of the Lord was with them. And some of you tonight need this right now. You need an eye-opening revelation of who God is. Hello? Of who God is. Why are you saying that? Because many of you, many believers, don't really have a true revelation of the God that they serve and the God that lives within them. They got God in a box. They got this mindset of who God is in just in a box that he's able, he's only able to do certain things. I want you to expand, break open the box, break the box tonight. Break the box of limitation. Break the box of limitation and allow the unlimitation, glory to God, the unlimited source of God come in your life. Let the abundance of what God is and who he is come in your life today. I want you to believe God to open your eyes for that relationship and for your marriage. Quit saying the marriage is over. Quit confessing death over your family, over your marriage. Quit confessing death over your body. This is my disease. This is my, this is my affliction. Quit calling it yours. And command that thing that's illegal that has attacked your body and command that thing to leave your body because you belong to Jesus Christ. And for those that don't believe in miracles, change the channel because I believe in the power and the resurrection power of Jesus. And God can do miracles right now in your life tonight. Whatever you're facing, Whatever you're battling, I'm challenging you to open your eyes. I'm about ready to pray. That's the reason why I'm asking you to hit the share button because somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this. You know how many Christians are in depression? You know how many Christians are suicidal? You know how many believers are down and out? But that is not their position. Their position is seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are not called to be in the down and out. We are called to overcome and triumph. We are called according to Philippians chapter 4 to rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Always rejoice in the Lord. Even in persecution, you must see what God sees. You must understand what God is doing in your life. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems to be, it's not over. Hey, it's not over. It's not over until the Lord says it's over. Hallelujah. Until the Lord comes to you and says it's over, it's not over yet. Hallelujah. I don't care what human or what official, what government, what leader, what doctor, what, what whoever has come to you, they are limited 
Did you hear me? I said they're limited. And the God that we serve is unlimited. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a grand God. He's a mighty God. I'm trying to get you to believe, to exercise your faith today. I'm trying to take the blinders off your eyes tonight uh, and allow you to see what the Spirit's trying to reveal to you right now. We're about ready to pray. Did you hit the share button? Obey the man of God. Obey. Hit the share. Invite somebody. Say, you need to get on this. You know someone's suffering. You know when someone's going through times. Type their name and say, come on, join us tonight. Because you're about ready to get set free. Somebody's going to get free tonight. I believe that. I believe somebody's going to get free tonight. Why do you believe that? Because God's alive? Because he's in delivering people? He's in revealing his goodness? See, if he did it for that young man, if he did it for Elisha, he'll do it for you. Oh, come on. you got to start believing, especially you Americans. Get out of your comfort zone. Quit suffering and start believing God to come out of the box. Break the box tonight. Break the limitation and come out and start trusting and believing in what God is doing in the world. God is, is moving upon the land. Everything that he has, he's pouring into the earth. He's pouring it into the earth. But it's to those that believe. How do you move God? It's by faith. Hey, it's not by wishing. It's not by crying. Hello. Some of you have cried your eyes out and nothing has changed. You can keep on crying. Crying doesn't move, but faith does. God's looking for men and women with faith. He's looking for men and women that has faith in him, faith in who he is and what he is. When you believe and totally trust and have confidence in your heart of who he is, it releases the power of God. It releases the hand of God. God would dispatch his angels. God would dispatch his, his workers upon the earth. He will call those things that not as though they are. He will bring things into existence. If God even has to create, he will create things. He will bring things upon your body. He will bring things inside your home. He will move. He's the great I am. Who can stop this God? Who can stop him? Who can, who can stop the God of the universe and beyond the galaxy? Someone tell me who can stop him. Do you believe tonight in this powerful God? I'm about ready to jump off this seat because I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. See, you've been serving a dead God, but God says I'm alive and well. You need to come back to your first love. You need to destroy religion. Some of you are so bound up in religion. You're about, about a set of rules and regulations and, and all this law. And you miss out of the spirit of the living God. If your faith will bring you into the covenant of faith and start believing in this living God, you'll start seeing how powerful he is just as this young man saw the host of heaven surround them. Even when the enemy will surround you, when the enemy, when it says, it's over. <laughs> God <laughs> will say it's not over. It's not over. When he steps in, when God steps in, everything changes. You can be on a place on the edge, about ready to jump off, but God will step in. His love will come and surround you and tell you it's not over. The Spirit of God is there, and I pray that you receive it tonight. You say, Preacher, what's wrong with you? I'm fired up. I believe in this great I am. I'm not playing. Hallelujah. If we're going to serve him, serve him. If you're going to believe in him, believe him. If not, let's go home and do what we got to do on our own. Hallelujah. But I believe, and I know that he is the great I am. He's beyond my imagination. He's beyond my thinking. He's beyond my ability. He's God. He's God, and he stands alone. Hallelujah. 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 And if any doubters out there, any atheists out there, bring it on. You know, so I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get on, on a bunny trail here. I don't even believe in atheists. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. And if you call yourself an atheist, hey, I like to talk to you. I like to talk to you. Most times, every atheist proclaimed to be an atheist, they
They talk more about a God that they say don't exist than if he doesn't exist, why are you talking about him all the time? <laughs> so he must exist because you're putting all your effort and you're studying about something that doesn't exist. Deep down in your DNA, it says that God is real. In your DNA, who God created you, you know down in your DNA, and you've just been denying it. But today, God's about ready to shake you, atheist. He's about ready to shake your faith and say that I am that I am. Beyond what you believe, beyond what you study, who do you think holds the sun and the moon? Who do you think that holds the stars up? Who do you think that gives you the ability to breathe and to process and to exist? Only a fool that will say there's not a God. Only a fool will say he doesn't exist. All you have to do is open up your eyes and see what is natural to say there is a God. I went down that trail. Yes, Let me, l l yes I did. Yes, but I want to pull it on back. Yes, it's not over. It's not over. We're about ready to pray. I gave you time to get some people on here. I gave you some time to get some people. I'm telling you. Someone's going to get a breakthrough. I think we before we're done, someone's going to get a breakthrough. That thing's going to be lifted off of you. I believe healing's going to take place. Because why? Because God's not playing anymore. We're, we're living in a season. God's, God's not, he's not worrying about man. He's stepping in and he's doing his thing. Hello? He's doing his things. He, he's not ever no big name. These big names, it's, it's over. God is on the scene. He is the big name. Hallelujah. Jesus is the name. Hallelujah. And he's the one and only. That's the reason why I believe someone's going to get a break. I believe miracles are going to take place. I believe healing is moving inside of bodies. I believe people are feeling heat all over their body. I believe pain is leaving their body. I believe right now lumps and cysts and all these things are coming off their body. I believe the Spirit of God is rising up over the airways and touching lives. I believe people's ears are popping open. Eyes are being able to see. Healing in their hips and knees. Things are just taking place. God is moving upon the earth. I call forth the name that's above every name. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come and heal your people. In the name of Jesus, shut the mouth of the devil, Lord. Shut the mouth of the enemy. Destroy his works, Jesus. Destroy his works in the name of the Lord. We demand and we decree war on the enemy tonight in the name of Jesus. Destroy the powers of darkness tonight in Jesus' name. Sickness, disease, leave the bodies right now. Families, marriages, be healed right now. I pray for marriages be made whole. The spirit of divorce, we come against you. We break your stronghold in the name of Jesus. The spirit of dissension, we come against you. The spirit of hatred and bitterness, we come against you. By the authority of Jesus Christ, we come in the name of the Lord. We come in the name of the Lord, and his name is Jesus. You must bow tonight. I'm speaking into the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus, every foul and an unclean spirit, you must bow to God. Every religious spirit, you must bow to God. Every unbelieving spirit, you must bow to the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of lords and the King of kings. You must bow to him now by the authority of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus upon the airways now in Jesus' name. I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus. I know hell hates it in Jesus' name. I plead the blood because our God is alive. Jesus, Jesus is alive and well. Oh, I pray, Father. I mean, pray for their eyes to be opened up yet. Mm. Spiritual eyes. Mm. Spiritual eyes. Are you ready? Yes, Lord. Are you ready to see what's really around you? The enemy think or believe he has you. But God's about ready to open your eyes to really, so you can really see who's around you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I pray for everyone that's hungry and thirsty for you. I pray for the one that's in need tonight, the one that's oppressed, the ones that depressed,
the ones that suicidal, the one that needs a breakthrough in their family with their children, the one that needs a breakthrough through in their marriage, the one that needs a breakthrough financially, the one that's homeless, the one that's in need of the power of God to do a miracle and is saying it's over, but you declaring it's not over. So Father, in the name of Jesus, open their eyes, their spiritual eyes, so they may see tonight in Jesus' name, Father, open, 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 open their eyes. Open their eyes. Open their spiritual eyes in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for your power. We rest in your deliverance. We rest in you, O oh God. Cover us from the evil one, Lord. Let no evil come to our dwelling, Lord. Protect us from the lie of the enemy. Let us hear your voice. Let us stand in your power. Let us stand in your anointing, God. Let us stand in your presence, O oh God. Father, go before us this day and destroy and shut the mouth of the liar. Shut the mouth of the enemy. Destroy his ways. Every plan, every strategy of the devil itself. Lord, cut its legs out in the name of Jesus. And let your word rise up and go forth in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. I pray for the winds of the Holy Spirit to cover you. I pray for the Holy Spirit to surround you tonight. I pray for God's love and his goodness to fill you with his love, with his empowerment, and with his goodness. If you're here today, this, maybe this is the first time you listen to this guy let me tell you, it's not about me, it's about Jesus. If you don't know him, you need to know him. Hallelujah, his name is Jesus. He, he came in this world a little bit over 2,000 years ago. He was a baby in a manger, but he was all of God at the same time. How did that happen? I don't know. But I know that he was all of God and all of man at the same time. But he came to save that which was lost. That means you and I. He came into this world according to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever, that means anybody and everybody, believes in his name shall have everlasting life. Let me tell you something. You can have everlasting life tonight as the Spirit of God is convicting you to get your heart right, to get saved, to repent of your sins, to turn from your evil ways, and to receive the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings in your heart. You can have it right now. So in the name of Jesus, I want you to pray with me. If you believe in Jesus and confess with your mouth, of who he is, the Lord, the Bible says you will be saved. Why? Because he's done, he done all the work. It's not by works of righteousness. It's by his blood alone. So, Father, forgive me. Come on, say it. Father, forgive me. I, I repent of my sins. I, I'm turning away from my sins. Say it. In the name of Jesus, I repent, and I need you to come inside my heart. I need you to live inside my heart today, inside my spirit. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Say it. In the name of Jesus, be my Savior. Be my Lord today. Be in my life forever. Never let me go, Jesus. I know that you died for me, and I receive what you have given me. And I receive salvation today in your son's name, Jesus our Lord. That simple prayer will change you. It's not the prayer. It's what's behind the prayer. It's the spirit of the living God. It's Jesus himself stepping in your world removing your sins from the east to the west, hey, and setting you free. And the best thing, he lives inside of your vessel forever. Oh, glory. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Well, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise his holy name. If you haven't hit the share button, you're in disobedience. Come on now. Hit that share button in the name of the Lord. You never know who will come across this in a time of, it could be three o'clock in the morning and they're about ready to do something foolish and all of a sudden the spirit of God will lead them to this. You know, everybody's on their phones and everybody's on Facebook. Facebook and Instagram, that's where everybody living at. About 80% of the world is right there. You never know, you might need it. Together we can. Together we can obey the spirit of God. Obey the Spirit of God. Well, praise the Lord. If there's any questions, 
you have any questions or comments, please give it to us. We're going to have these men of God that we got men of God in the house. They're going to give the questions or comments to us tonight, and we're going to try to address them, uh, give uh, direction to those questions, uh, uh, best of our knowledge. So is there anything, men? Do we yeah. have anything? Lana said when you first started off, I haven't been attending church lately. Yes. And you are speaking to me so much already. So much has been going on. And then she continued on to say she heard you and amen to what you were saying. Amen, Lana. God loves you. He loves you right there where you're at. But God gave you a family to be with. He gave you a family to support you and help you. It's called the family of God. Now, if you're looking for perfect people, we're not it. But are you looking for a people that you can stand together and fight together and love together, cry together? It's called the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not an option that we go to church. It's a command. And I know some of your religious theologians don't like what I say, but bring it on. It's a command of God. It's a command of God that we would not forsake the assembly, that we do not forsake one another. And how, how can we do that? By coming together. See, the problem is, especially in America, we think church is just a place. Church is not a place. The church is the people what we have inside of us, the Christ. And when we come together, we celebrate the Christ. When we come together, the church be strengthened. We have received the lie. The church has received the lie. And the enemy has directed us to a building, to a place. But God has called us to assemble. That means a gathering together. So I just pray for it. Who is it? Lana. Lana. Lana, we pray grace, grace over you. And whatever is holding you back. For being committed, we pray against that. And we ask that you will be committed in the name of Jesus. We pray God's grace over your life, Lana, in the name of Jesus. Be free right now in Jesus' name. God has something special for you, my sister, right now in the name of Jesus. Anything else? Vinicio said, uh, yes, God commanded his disciples to serve him with supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. It takes supernatural power to be born again, to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Mm. It takes a supernatural power to live a Christian life. Amen. It is not over to depend in Jesus' supernatural power. Hello. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, Vanessa. God bless you, brother. Yes, it takes the super to overcome the natural. Hello. It takes the super, the supernatural to overcome the natural. See, many of you Christians trying to live in the natural. You try to be friends with the world. You try to walk and dance with the world. But you never make it until you get into the super, the supernatural of God, God's ability. And when you start walking in the supernatural God, hallelujah, you start overcoming, hallelujah, start living in the freedom and the peace of God. You know what it's like living in peace in the midst of chaos, in the midst of hell, in the midst of all this darkness around you? All the chaos is happening around the world. But you can have peace through the Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. Hello. I said you can have peace tonight through the Prince. See, that's one of the names that describe this Jesus I'm talking about. He is the Prince. He's the ultimate Prince of Peace. He is peace. You can be in a storm and have peace. Receive it in Jesus' name. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Anything else, my brother? Lana said thank you and then continued on to say, me and my fiance are living in sin, living okay. together unmarried. Does that make it easier for temptation to affect our dedication to God? Yes. Sin always, sin separates you from God, your relationship. Now, God knew that you were going to be in that relationship, in that sinful relationship. But you can come and make it right. If you love this man and he loves you, do the right thing. Go and get married. Well, we don't have the money. You can go get married. Go down to the courts and 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 get whatever, a $25, $35 uh, certificate, a marriage license, and go and get married at the Justice of Peace. But we want a ceremony. Do it on your year's anniversary. Save up for it. But don't live in sin. Don't live in sin. Don't live in sin. Don't live in sin. Do the right thing. 
God will give you the finance. It's not all about the celebration. Thank God about the celebration, but it's more about obeying God. So God wants you to do right because he'll bless you. What? Pray someone will come pay for your wedding. Do the right thing. Walk in blessings. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So, Alana, do the right thing. God loves you. God's moving on your life. God's touching you, sis. And you know what to do. Do it. Do the right thing, and you'll come out on the other side. Don't let things stop you from obeying God. If you obey God, watch. In one year, if you obey God, if you obey God. Now, if this is the right God. Now, if he's abusing you and and and, and he doesn't work and, and all these things, hey, I, I want to give you. This is my two cents. I, I've got right for the two cents. You need to keep it moving. But if he's a good man, he loves you. And if you guys have kids together, all these things, go and get married. Go and get married and then have the ceremony later on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you don't like what I said. Change the channel. Praise the Lord. What else do we have? Do you have anything else? Miss Daisy said uh, it's all about honoring him. Amen. And then Mr. Lonzo says, years ago, my dad said to me, you've already you're already living like you're married. So why not do do it right in God's eyes? Amen. Amen. Yeah. You're getting all the benefits. Do it right. Make it legal. You know. Yeah. You know that old saying, uh, quit letting him get the milk for free. Hello. Make him pay for it. <laughs> I can't go down to the store and get milk for free, right? No, I got to go home. Pay that four ninety nine, whatever for a gallon of milk. Let him pay for it. So don't, yeah. And Lana said he is an awesome guy. Praise God and marry him. Go on, get married. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Get, but let me tell you something. Let me finish this instruction. I don't want to leave you hanging. Go to your church. Get with a pastor, or one of the pastors there. Tell them what you want to do. Let them give you some counseling. Let them give you direction. Get under covering. They'll lead you into this. They'll help you. They'll guide you. They'll give you the instructions. So make sure you're covered by a, a, a pastor or elder that what you're doing. Get involved. you got to make the first step. Quit waiting for people to come to you. You go to them. Say, hey, uh, we want to make it right. What do we have to do? They'll tell you. If you're going to a Bible-believing church that believes from Genesis to Revelation, they'll tell you what to do. If they don't know what to do, Leave that church too, right there. Go on to get to a church that's going to tell you what to do and tell you how to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's quit worrying about these. Uh, I'll leave it there. But amen. <laughs> amen. Anything else, my brother? That is about it. Okay. Well, praise God. Hey, we're talking about it's not over. It's not over. It's not over until God says it's over. We looked at the portion of Scripture out of 2 Kings chapter 6, and we looked at it as the, the enemy was surrounded, surrounded the people of God. And the young man was afraid until the man of God, Elijah, told him, there are more of us than what they have. There are more of us than what they have. Because you're not seeing into the spirit, you're just seeing in the natural. And he prayed for the young man. His eyes were open up and he saw the chariots of fire. He saw the angelic beings was encamped around the enemy. In other words, God has your back. God has your back. So trust him. Get out of the natural and get into the supernatural. We pray for eyes to be open up to see what God sees and what he's given to you. And one more scripture today. The Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse five, God says, I will not leave you and I will not abandon you or I will not forsaken you. In other words, he says, I will be with you always. I don't think you're hearing me right now. God's promise will always be with you. In Hebrews 13, I just read 13, 5, but look at what 6, verse 6. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. 
so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Hey, I, I, I pray that, that the pages of the word of God will leap off and get in your spirit. I, I, whoever's struggling, you need to be happy right now. You need to be joyous. Let that word come alive in you. Let that word come alive in you. He says, I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Come on, that's someone that's seen what's in the spirit. That's what in the natural. I'm not downplaying what you're fighting against in the natural. But what I'm trying to get you to to live where you need to live in the spirit of God. Too many of us living the lower life. We're living a life lower than we expected to live. God, Christ has paid the price so we can live in the supernatural. But you have to make the effort. You have to ignite your faith. You have to activate your faith. You have to believe in God's word to be able to live in the supernatural. Come on, somebody. I pray that you get a hold of this. I pray that you receive this. I pray that this will change your life. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Anything else before we leave? Hallelujah. Be yes, sir. Can you speak in? Can let him speak into the mic. Come on over. Speak it so the people can hear you. We got a whole crowd here. Okay, so how can uh, how can worship help us when uh, when we're struggling, when things are coming against us? How does worship? Uh, how can we use worship as a weapon? Oh, that's powerful. Worship gives you the ability what you cannot do in the physical. Worship is an act of surrender to God. When you start worshiping, what you can't do in the physical, you can do through worship. Worship is the access into the presence of God. So it's impossible for that to happen in your life. Your marriage, it's an impossible situation. Your finances, impossible. Your body, impossible. What they're saying. So you take that and saying, Lord, I'm going to take that, but I'm going to enter into the impossible. I'm going to take it into the impossible, into the natural, I mean, into the possible, into the supernatural as I worship you. Worship brings you into the natural, takes you from the natural to the supernatural. As you worship in prayer, as you worship in song, it brings you into the presence of God. Then everything is exposed to you. That's the reason why we're trying to get people to worship. Because when people are there, especially something this week, what the Lord showed me this week, we just prayed for people this week. If you don't have a place of worship, you need to be at in the light. Let me just tell you right now. It's a happening place. Hey, so anyway, the Lord spoke to me and saying the, the people, because the Lord has shut their mouth, shut their mouth in what? Shut their mouth in worship. When they cannot worship, they cannot enter in. Did you hear me? When you cannot worship, you can't enter into the presence of God. And that's the reason why the enemy constantly bombarding their minds with what they can't do. What's happening in their lives. Why? To shut their mouth so they can't enter into worship. They can't lift up their hands. But soon as they open their mouth, glory to God, soon as they confess Jesus, soon as they start worshiping, something happens. Something happens in their spirit. Something happens in the natural. The supernatural comes to the natural and take over. Glory to God. The presence of God falls and the presence of God comes and heals and touch and speaks and everything changes. Everything changes. So I don't know if that answer your question. It takes us into the super. When we go into the worship, it takes us into the supernatural. It takes us into the, the possible things of God. It gets us into the holies of holies. So, yes. Praise the Lord. People ain't going nowhere. Okay, come on. Bring it. In Jesus' name. What else you got? Anybody Anybody else? Amethyst said uh, this was the most perfect timing. I really needed to hear this. Amen. Amethyst, keep serving Jesus through thick and thin. Don't look. And what you're facing, look in what God can do. Read that story in 2 Kings chapter 6 and own it for yourself. God has opened my eyes. What's around me is the glory of God. What's around me is the spirit of the living God. 
and declare it over your life in Jesus' name. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, Christian. Start living this thing. Start living it every day. I know there's struggle. Yes, there's struggle. Yes, there's difficult. After I'm done with this broadcast, I got to go back to some things myself. But I'm going to preach myself happy. I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to decree and declare. I'm going to hold on to Jesus. I'm not letting you go, God. I'm going to wrestle with God. What about that? I'm not letting you go, Jesus. No matter how low I go, I'm not letting you go, Jesus. And because of that, God brings me through every time. God brings me through every time. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you the power of the great I am. What the Lord is doing upon the face of the earth will blow your mind. If God allow you to see what's taking place in the supernatural, like in 2 Kings chapter 6, when Elijah prayed for the young man, for the Lord to open his eyes, he saw the heavenly host. The glory of God was encamped around them. Now, how can you lose when the host of heaven is there? Tell me, somebody. That looked like impossibility. Now, just became possible. Glory to God. That's the best fights. The best fights when you know you're going to win. Hallelujah. It's a setup. God had a setup. See, let me tell you something. See, what you really have is the ace in the back of your pocket. In other words, you win every time. But you must see it for yourself. See, where the defeat comes in, you stay in the natural. That's the problem, Christian. You stay in the natural. You don't enter into the supernatural. You stay stuck on what you focus on in the natural instead of get your eyes on what the Lord is doing. I dare you. Maybe some are just coming on. You're stuck. You're in a place of difficulty. You're about saying, you're saying like the title, uh, uh, I'm giving up. Let me tell you something. It's not over. It's not over. God have the heavenly host around his children. God, open their eyes in Jesus' name. Open their eyes tonight, spiritually, so they may enter in, in the name of Jesus. Come out from among them and see what the Lord is doing. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Once again, if you don't mind repeating that verse for everybody. Uh, which one? In, in, the, uh, in Second Kings. Second Kings. So, so maybe I should just read it for everybody before I, because uh, the story is, is powerful. You need to read the whole chapter in the chapter before really to get the, the full gist of it. But basically, what it was, every time the enemy make a move against the children of Israel, the prophet of God, Elijah, heard the instruction from the, from the enemy, what he's about ready to do, and they defended every time. So he got back to the king. What's going on? How do they know? Where, where, where's that spy at? Hmm. Hmm. Someone's telling them what we're doing. And then they spoke up and say, no, it's this prophet called Elijah. Every time you speak, God speaks to him. Hey, let me tell you something. If you get into the spirit, God will give you the word before your enemy even gets started. Hallelujah. And then he says, I'm going to pick up on scripture, 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6, 13 through 17 is what I'm going to read. So the king, Aram, A-R-A-M, he says, go and find out where he is. Talking about Elijah. The king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back, Elijah is in Dothan. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning, listen, 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 and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. What does that mean? What does that symbolize? All hell's coming against your life. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's all around you. The bad report. 
The finances looking funny. The family's acting crazy. Come on, everything's going downhill. They're all around. You've been encamped by the enemy. And then it says, oh, sir, what will we do now? Let's throw in the towel what he was saying. We're going to die. The young man cried out to Elijah. Don't be afraid. That's the word to many of you right now. Quit fearing the enemy what he's doing. Quit focusing on what the devil's doing. Don't be afraid. I'm waking somebody up tonight. Don't be afraid. Quit living a fearful life. And then he says, Elisha told him, for there is, listen to this, I love it. For there are more on our side than on their side. Hmm. Uh, that needs to be a t-shirt. Is Ron listening? Uh, Ron is somewhere in here. Is Ron, he listen, I'm going to t-shirt. That's my t-shirt. I want that. I call dibs. <laughs> All right. I want that t-shirt. Man, that's going to be my thing. Listen to that. For there are more on our side than on theirs. Glory to God. That, that's a mouthful. And then he says, listen to this. Then Elijah prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Let him see what I'm seeing. Oh, come on, somebody. Let him see what I'm seeing. In other words, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Let me open. Let Lord I pray, open their eyes so they can see what I'm seeing. And then he says, listen to this. Oh, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes. And when he looked up, glory to God, when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elijah was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Mm. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. You name in the name of Jesus across your forehead. You declare you're a Christian. Let's start walking in it. Let's start believing. When you go to your job tomorrow, where you're having difficulties, know that God has chariots of fire surrounding that building, that place. Next time you go to that doctor, the chariots of fire are there. Oh, hallelujah. Believe, 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 believe. If you want to know what the... Another bunny trail. Hey. Another bunny trail. Here we go. Listen. If you really want to know what the Bible's all about, from Genesis, all those 66 books, you know, there's 66 books. You know what they're all about? They're all about God trying to get his sons and daughters to believe of who he really is. That's all it's about. That's all about. He's trying to get his sons and daughters just to believe in who he is. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get us back to the beginning of fellowshipping back to us to believe that he is God. That's all it's about. That's all what it's about. I know you preachers make it difficult and, and you want to go deep and you want to go into the seven laws and you want to. Uh, debate about this and all that but let me tell you the heart of God is about his people coming back to him and falling in love with him that's what it's all about if anybody tell you anything different they haven't studied the Bible that's what it's all about when you start trusting and believing God of who he is and what he is everything else changes everything a child can understand this a That's why the Bible says have childlike faith. Not deep uh, theologian faith. Childlike faith. Why? Because they believe just because he says to believe. <laughs> it's just that simple. Yes. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. You know, I'm just going off right here. I can. My show, right? You know, you know, some people say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting fed. What do you mean you're not getting fed? Won't you just go and love on God for a while? You start getting, you, you, your spirit will be fed. Every, every part of your life. Because in him, you will be filled. Not in a lesson will be filled. Not in scripture per se. Just written scripture will fill you up. 
but the spirit of the living God will fill you up. See, until the scriptures come alive in your spirit, you'll never be filled. When the Bible is just a written book and when the spirit's not behind it, you'll never be filled. It's just another book. But until the spirit comes alive, then it will fill you. See, in him, in the intimacy, is where you get filled and get fed. The word brings understanding so you might know him and understand him in a small way. Because you can never fully understand God. But quit saying that. When people tell me that, that tells me you haven't been doing your part. You're just prideful and you're arrogant and you're not being led by the spirit of God. Hello. That's for free. Amen. So what do we have anything else before I go off on something else? Maria Pacheco says, even though I have many challenges in my life, the Lord always gives me strength and pulls me through. And I fear not. Amen. Bless the Lord. That is so true, sis. He is faithful through our trials. Did you hear me? Through our trials, through our weaknesses, through our tribulations. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. He fulfills every part of our life. Even in times of suffering, he fulfills. Did, did you, do you know that a lot of Paul letters was either written in prison or being beaten or being chained up? And especially, let's look at the, the book of Philippians. Well, that book of rejoicing was a place when he was in bondage and bound in chains. Read it. Study it. He was being beaten, chained up, in prison, and he's telling other people, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice because what he has is something beyond the natural world. It's called Christ. It's the fulfillment of everything. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I, I keep going on and on. Is there anything else, gentlemen? We're good to. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. I apologize that I offend you tonight, some of you. Not really, but uh, I want to say that. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. But we love you. We really do. We, we love you. We thank you for tuning in. And I'll be back tomorrow morning, early tomorrow morning, and to pray uh, with you and to pray with one another. Prayer is so powerful. It changes everything. It changes the world. The Bible says the prayer of the righteous avails much. That means it's effective. It can change anything. It can change anything. What you cannot do, you can do through prayer. You can do through prayer. And plus, I'm getting Jay to get that shirt. That's my shirt right there. That's my saying. Yes. Amen. But anyway, bless the Lord. We thank you. Anything else, John? Imani? Anything else? You want to do a nice blanket blanket prayer for the people? Hey, Monty, won't you pray for the people, brother? Okay. Father God, we come before you. We exalt your heavenly name, and we thank you for granting us the strength, reminding us that we are not alone. Father, reminding us that we have the chariots that you have sent around us and protecting us, Father. We ask that you may guide all of us all your people that are seeking your will, your ways, and your guidance. We ask that you may continue to be with us, continue to bless us, and continue to deliver us. Show us your will. Open our eyes that we may see the Holy Spirit, that we may see what you have out for us, Father, that we may not be de deterred or turned away or believe the lie that is being fed to us by this world, Father. We trust in your heavenly name. We trust in your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, blessings, everybody. We love you. We'll see some of you tomorrow, mañana, mañana, tomorrow, and we will come together and pray. God bless you. See you now.